Hey everyone thanks for joining in I am Shubha Kankaria and welcome to Dastai Rahi season 2 episode 1 We are back with the exciting travel stories and incredible experiences of travelers from different walks of life So yes Dastai Rahi is a travel talk where you get to know about amazing places through wonderful stories of various travelers Our today's guest is going to take us back in time to the ancient civilizations how they have evolved how they are similar and yet so different from our own civilization she would also talk about her experiences of exploring different places to know more on this front she's an avid explorer by passion and a therapist by profession so guys without any further delay let's get on board dr sushmita mohapatra Hi Sushmita welcome to Dastai Rahi how are you I'm very good uh, Sivant thank you for inviting me for this it's really pleasure really is all pleasure. ours the pleasure is all ours <laughs> and uh, you know this is the season 2 we are starting off with and I'm so happy that it is kick starting with you thank you thank you it's it's a great pleasure to be here actually so and share my stories obviously yeah. um So are you all ready? Yeah. Well, I'll I'll try to remember as much as it's all merging into one now. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So you know, to start off with Sushmita, everyone has various reasons to travel. Like some some people travel to find themselves. Some travel to meet new people to experience something uh, interesting, local cuisines, and few people for the exotic locations we have on this planet Earth. So I would like to know what is your reason for travel. Okay so I think um, I'm not different in some ways but I'm different in some ways so there I'm not different in some ways like uh, I travel to find myself as well um I think they say that until you are lost you don't find yourself and that's the motto I think I I realize that in my life that you know the more you travel um you know you feel that you are lost but you actually you find yourself you know who you are and uh, i feel that when i'm traveling i'm i'm just a global citizen i have no identity nothing else apart from just a human being uh, who is just inquisitive about other people that's that's the main thing i would say um how i'm different in other way uh, from other people is like my travel is not for looking for exotic locations or anything like that it was i was very inquis- inquisitive about other people i think i'm i'm a people person mm-hmm. um i'm very much interested into culture and uh, like different cuisines obviously it's, it comes with the culture but uh, i'm more into the culture and tradition i'm very traditional I, although i live in uk i think i'm very indian in in that way um i'm very close to those tradition and i always wanted to know how other traditions are different because in india you know we we have so many tradition they they just coexist together i just wanted to know how the world is basically um and that's that's that why that is probably one of my most important um i don't know uh not i wouldn't say aim but that was that was one of the inquisitiveness that i had that i thought okay I'll, let, let me travel but i think that that's that's my main thing i would say i hope that answer yeah. your question <laughs> yeah yeah definitely and that is quite interesting um like you specifically said it wasn't only about exotic locations it was yeah. you know all about culture and having local cuisines and everything which i think which yeah. which combinedly makes a part for a lot of people for traveling mm-hmm. and it mm-hmm. makes it quite interesting so you yeah. know i remember when we spoke last time uh, you were talking about you have a very keen interest in civilizations and yes. that was quite quite a uh, 
you know eye catcher for me considering yeah. that is not very much heard of that you know people so they are interested in civilization yeah i don't know what made me uh, go into that one but i would i would tell you a story um when people say culture they just mean that how people live how people just um you know eat or uh, you know how people dress up and all those kind of things but when i say culture and tradition i actually go deeper into the root and i think that's why i was more interested in the um, in the civilization because it, it goes back to my childhood actually when i was reading um, six six standard uh, you know geography book and history book when we were reading world history um, you know that's the time that i started oh my god there's so many different civilization yet there is some similarity and when you when you go back to the ancient civilization when i say civilization because ancient civilization was everybody was very different but they were still connected they were like that time the communication was not that great you know we did not have internet and all those kind of things to know what they right. are happening but they're still connected and i was fascinated um by that actually it's like how people are different yet similar and when i say tradition and culture it goes it dates back to that so i i always say that i'm an ancient person actually because i love that i i love to get immersed into that old um like old places old civilization old traditions uh because that type colonial colonialism was not there it was very much in a purest form um so when i started traveling to different civilization that was i think my first aim was i think that was my uh, when i started traveling i just thought that i'll cover all the ancient civilization and that's what i did actually it was obviously i traveled other places as well but yeah. i really really wanted to go to all the old civilization unfortunately not all the all the old civilization are in their purest form anyways it yeah. has been affected by colonialism and everything but that was more interesting again to know how things were before how people are still there and how things have affected how the world has changed how things have evolved and how still some people have kept that and we know that as indians like we have kept our civilization like that is the only like you know existing civilization the others have uh, is not existing in the purest form but right. it it was very fascinating for me to understand how they were similar and different and how they have evolved so i think that's where my quest started actually because um, when i when i started uh, traveling i was like okay i'll cover all the ancient civilization first which were there in my history book i did not do any research <laughs> i i just went to my sixth standard uh, like history and geography book basically and i was like uh, okay let me start from there and then obviously it opened up yeah um, the more you explore obviously more comes into play isn't it yeah right true but you know would you like to talk about some few of the places which you have visited in aspect of civilization yeah yeah sure yeah. and uh, so obviously i'll start with india which is our indus valley civilization which i <laughs> should not talk more about it but you know when i say that when i'm traveling um i've got a i don't have a blog but my my page says adunina which is a sanskrit word for a solo traveler okay. so um and obviously i say that whenever i'm traveling i i see the world through an Uh, through my indian eyes i would i would say and as an indian solo indian girl um, that's the way i look at the world and that's how I, that's how i compare things so i started with that and then i would just go for where should i go um let me just go through all the ancient civilization that i have been to so the first one i've been probably egypt was the first oldest civilization and it was like 
magnificent it was fascinating I'm like I don't have words for that one because the amount of similarities I found between our Indian civilization and Egyptian civilization the rich cultural heritage my god the you know I'm from Orissa where you know the stone carving is the main thing the stone actually tells story and when I went to Egypt which was dated back and I think 2007 I think when I went to Egypt and the stone carvings there, I was, I immediately, I started comparing, like obviously in India, we have got the 3D stone carving and they only had 2D, it's not that, that developed, but my God, the stories that was there on the holographics, it was just fascinating. The similarity of the sun God and all the moon God and the maze God, you know, all those kind of things and the stories behind it, how they have the power and, you know, how we have got, like, we have a God for cultivation and agriculture. They have exactly the same thing, how they were in, um, uh, how the power was given to all the lightning has the power sun has the power moon has the power you know exactly the same stories but in a different twist mm -hmm. you know it was it was really really fascinating so that was e Egypt I would say that's that's where I started and obviously we know that that's a very ancient civilization right. then uh, I, I, I'm not going to tell you chronologically I'm just jumping from here and there <laughs> and then obviously mm -hmm. went to the Roman civilization and the Greek civilization mm -hmm. it was obviously Egypt is my best because I don't know it's just so much of um, culture there like so much of tradition there um, Roman and Greek civilization very different yet similar like if you compare to our Indian civilization I think they say that Greek and Indian civilization are very similar mm -hmm. which I definitely found that and in the same similar way Roman and Greek uh, civilizations are similar in the terms of the uh, the rituals they had the, like the gods the sacrifices they had the, the kind of traditions they used to have like the chariot festivals and stuff like that they used to have mm -hmm. they, they are quite similar but then the greek traditions were quite similar to indian traditions as well mm -hmm. it was again fascinating to know all the stories especially the the main connection i found between roman greek and indian civilization was the uh, was the navagraha that we called about is yeah. about the planet yeah. greek civilization did not have that much of that planet planetary status it's okay. mostly natural forces but roman and greek obviously for obvious reasons because they were like um like in like indian civilization they were more into mathematics and uh, trigonometry and all those kind of things so i can see that that link there they were very much of a planet like Venus and Jul, uh, you know Jupiter, they were quite common and uh, quite powerful, um, rather than sun and moon. But yeah, sun god and moon god was there everywhere throughout the world actually. Yeah. So that is the European. I think that's the main thing. Then obviously I went to the Chinese civilization. Bit different, very different actually from Indian civilization. But obviously Buddhism has, um, you know. Um, influenced a little bit but if we go before uh, Buddhism prior to Buddhism what was there the Confucianism and Taoism and all those kind of things were there and the obviously they they were very similar in a way natural power again uh, mountains uh, rivers they they were the gods so like they were like more powerful than uh, sun and moon and everything else um, but the civilization was a little bit different. Like it, it was very fascinating that although geographically um, they're different to us in some way, like the Southern China was like quite similar to India. <laughs> so I, I found the vegetables, the flowers and, you know, I was like, oh my God, it's, it's all the same. But the stories were very different. So that was very fascinating for me. I was like, okay, it's a similar kind of geography 
but the stories are very different it was all about dragon and you know it, it was very very much different like um they had more mythological character like like in in india you know we have got a mythological character but they are very um, humanified I, as I, I can I can say but in right. there and in China I found that it was they are not personified that much it was more like animals mm. um, like mythological animals were more uh, prominent than um, human ca like criteria characters or something like that yeah. so it was it was very different again um, culture was very different like food was very different like the stories involved with food and culture was very different like it was uh, like as I said you know the Greek and Indian and Egyptian I found a little bit of similarity but Chinese culture was very very different um then I'll jump to America actually so I went to the Mayan and Mayas Incas and the edge texts yeah. so they were obviously not that ancient as Greek and Roman and Egyptian but they were quite obviously for uh, only in the 1300s uh, 13th century 14th century they came up right. but they were again like there was obviously not connected somehow when I read started reading I found that there might have been some connection when the Gonawanda land was connected you know the whole world was connected that time probably it is the Chinese that they, they went to North America and then the Mayas and Incas had that similar Mongolian features right. so there might be some connectivity they were hunter-gatherers so maybe there is a, some some kind of similarity like we were settlers like greeks were settlers egyptian were settlers indians were settlers but chinese were hunter-gatherers and the same as mayas and incas were hunter-gatherers so there was definitely some connection there um and i found that there is obviously the features like uh, you can see there's some mongolian features there in the red indians yeah. um but the stories again were very different and again, I found the similarities with Indian, as I said, you know, I always compare that sun god is the main thing, both in Mayas and Incas. Mayas and Incas both have the, the concept of three worlds, like we have got three lok. They right. exactly have the same kind of, um, uh, you know, stories. And they, uh, I don't know whether you've seen those signs of Incas and Mayas. It is actually in three layers. Yeah. So they, they consider that there are three, uh, they're like, there are three worlds there. And obviously the, the world that we live in is the middle world. So there is an upper world and there's an underworld. Absolutely. very similar like the and the stories were similar sun was the main thing and obviously we worship the sun for everything like sun has got the healing power exactly the same thing mayan and incas had the same thing like they were saying that if we don't offer to the sun god we will we won't exist so obviously it was a little bit extreme um on that their side but obviously because their life was very different because they were hunter gatherers they were in the right. mountains so they were not settler settlers like you know who had a so there was there were the fightings all the time so they were just doing like a lot of blood and all those kind of things I was like wow that is a bit you know a bit extreme and yeah. um, but then Mayas again I found that uh, obviously we all know about the Mayan calendars and the solar system they they counted it very different to Indian counting system obviously they did not know zero yeah. <laughs> but uh, you know how our lunar and solar uh, months are very similar to the western thing right right now so our calculation is not very different to how the western um, society calculates now or the modern society calculates so our, our uh, lunar and solar calendars are quite uh, similar but mayan solar and uh, they had obviously they had got two calendars the solar calendar and the lunar calendar but yeah. they were very different the month was 20 days 
So I was like, hmm, that did not fit very well with me. But when you go into the calculation, my goodness, the, the intricate calculation they have done, obviously it's a very different calculation system than to ours, because ours is obviously, I'm more uh, you know, used to our calculation system, but their calendar is very, very, very complicated. I can't tell you about that, but I was fascinated. I had, I'm not a museum person. I had to go to the museum to read up actually how the calculation happens, mm-hmm. um, because you know how they were saying that that, uh, was it 20, uh, 2012 or something that said that yeah, that's the, the end of the world? So it's not the end of the world, actually. It's a Mayan calendar. They have yeah. got, you know, it's, it's a, it's a, I don't know, they, they calculate somehow like 20 plus, you know, they have got 20 months of 10, uh, sorry, 20 days of 12 months and the 13th month is only five days. There's a very complicated calculation. So the year is 13 months so 20, 20 days of uh, 12 months and then a 13th month of five days or something like that. And the, yeah. those five days were completely inauspicious. They, they were not doing anything on those five days. So when you calculate their calendar, it's a very complicated one. So one cycle consists of a bigger cycle and then goes to the bigger cycle. So there the Mayan eras are very different than our eras or centuries. Like it's, too, sim- too simple to say that it's a century yeah. but they don't have a century system they have got a mayan era system and that is like 252 years or something like that so you know they and they say that okay when one era finishes like we have the concept of yuga isn't it like when one yuga finishes the next yuga started so right. the, exactly the same thing they had that when one mayan era finishes the world uh, stand still and then there's a new era starts so it's not the end of the world but it's the end of an era, era you can say okay. yeah yeah basically but the sun trail was an end of an era and then yes two eras it was an started. end of yeah it was an end like probably a yuga or something like that because as i said you know it's a very complicated system yeah. but uh, when i started reading they i found that in the ancient civilization after the indian uh, solar lunar calendar i think man was the best one actually the the way they have calculated that the accurately they have uh, calculated the same thing with the uh, incas and nazcas they they had the the cosmic system they were saying that that is the center of the world so the how they have calculated cusco which is the capital of the incas it coincides with the center of the Milky Way. So astronomically, they were very, 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 you know, um, like highly um, aware of the cosmic system and the astronomical system. So obviously, and they have their Nazca lines, you know, all the temples and stuff like that are there. Obviously, the modern society, we ignore all these kind of things, but we all know though all the planets and everything has got some kind of effect. I mean, we can't go anywhere. We are all magnetic fields, so we can't. but it's so fascinating to know that that ancient time and who, which were not connected, they were all, um, you know, thinking about the same thing. They were all linking to the cosmic system, to the planets, to nature and everything else. Uh, sorry, I'm talking too much. So which all, uh, which all this, uh, civilization? So the next one, I would say probably Persian civilization. So I'm coming back to Middle East. Mm-hmm. So there were a few, um, three civilization, I think ancient civilization, the Persian, Babylonian and Mesopotamia. Correct. Yeah. So I've been to all three. So obviously I've done all this, all the (laughs) civilization. So Persian is obviously easier because it is Iran and, uh, um, amazing again uh, we know the we always know about the when we talk about Persians, we always talk about Mughals, but obviously Mughals were not actual Persians. Persians were very, very different. So if you go back to the, 
the Persian era, actually, which is before the Mughals and before uh, Islam or the uh, Arabians actually attacked the Persian. And, um, you know, so the civilization was very similar to Egyptian civilization. So they had really big temples, big, um, what you can say, those deity kind of things. Even the, the mummy system was there, but it was a bit different. So they had like big mausoleums and stuff like that um, for them. And uh, the, the religion they used to call is a meherism. And then obviously after that, it came as a Jorastrians. Um, again, the similarities, I would say, like how we say Panchatattva, like we have got five elements. Zoroastrians uh, have got four elements. So mm. one element is missing. So obviously we were superior. <laughs> I'm biased, obviously you can see that. But uh, um, no, but there, there was so much similarity. So they had uh, the Meherism and, um, and uh, uh, this one, uh, the... Jorastrian um, religion as well, or the way of life, you can say the traditions were very similar. Um, again, they have got the, the as you said, the fire, earth, water, they were the main power. So the gods were actually created that way. Again, sun god is everywhere. Like that is the similarity everywhere. And people knew that without sun, we cannot exist. Right. And obviously after sun, the next thing is the nature and the agriculture. And that's that's exactly what there, there was um, uh, in, in Persian. Obviously Persian was the most, um, developed one i would i would say um, amongst babylonian and uh, mesopotamian so mesopotamia and babylonia was a little bit tricky because the the actual center of babylonia and mesopotamia was iraq but what i would which obviously i haven't been there because it's still quite a lot of restrictions and stuff like that um i was supposed to go to syria did not happen so again that part uh, i missed out but i've been to turkey and also which is still part of a mesopotamian and babylonian and iraq has uh, sorry iran has got a little bit of that uh, Azerbaijan has got a little bit of that yeah. so yeah I think that's that's all I wanted to say about the civilizations I think I've uh, been to most of the civilization um, the ancient civilizations obviously and uh, found um, uh, amazing stuff like fascinating stuff I think this is really so fascinating I was like speechless for a couple of moments thinking <laughs> oh my god somebody has that point of view in terms of travel and you actually managed to you know reach out to so many civilizations yeah. and actually travel to those places but you know talking yeah. about my specifically whenever someone says Mayan you know Peru comes in your mind and Machu Picchu comes in your mind yes yeah I would like to know how is that experience how is how is that place because when you see in um you know discovery or national geographic it looks so grand and so I mean Mm -hmm. uh it itself or structure is so fascinating so how is your experience over there I would like to know that uh, amazing, amazing. Like, uh, obviously, uh, Mayans is in mostly Guatemala, Mexico, and Incas are there in uh, Machu Picchu. So, yeah. okay. Yeah. So, but the stories sound very similar, actually, but Mayans were more developed, I would say, like in culture wise and, uh, you know, science wise. I think Mayans had more uh, developed because they had the temples are amazing. The Inca temples were more like mountain temples, mounds kind of thing. But Machu Picchu, oh my God, I, w- I will tell you this story. I have to tell you this because, you know, there's an easy way to go go to Machu Picchu which is obviously you take a train and then you just go there Mm -hmm. um but obviously if you do the Inca trail which is obviously your trekking yeah and then you feel feel it so basically the Inca trail is about how the ancient Incas were going to Machu Picchu Machu Picchu was obviously the center of power and you know 
it is amazing like it is it is magnificent the and why i'm telling you the story so so five days of trekking with uh, like six days i think we did that trekking the longer one actually so you started with all the stories in cusco which is the center obviously that was their uh, capital and the sun temple is there and you know that sets up the scene and you just you still oh my god what is happening you know there's so much of power you feel and all and then you start obviously you're trekking and it's very hard the second day is like the deadly pass is like really really hard really high to go and you know you have got all your altitude sickness and everything else and you know um you're ascending quite high but whatever and then you you basically you're waking up every day like four o'clock in the morning and then just you know doing your hiking and everything else um it was tough but when you went there like you know when you reach there like before Machu Picchu so you, there is something some place called as a sun gate so you get there and um, it was like 4 4 4 30 in the morning even 3 30 I can't even remember it was really pitch dark when we got there and it was very very misty and I was like uh, we were so disappointed I was like oh my god we got up like the six days of like we haven't seen our faces for six days <laughs> like how do we look at all this kind of things and you sit there I was like oh my god it is so misty we can't see it uh you know and then suddenly you're sitting there, sun rises, the mist comes out, and Machu Picchu comes stand magnificently in front. Mike, I get goosebumps <laughs> till now. Like, you know, the sight was like you feel the power of sun, you feel the power of whatever, the supreme power. Yeah. Because the, the the whole structure stands in front of you, comes out, mist comes out, and the sun is coming from that direction. And you see the the the, the tallest one is called Vainapichu. Yeah. And Vainapichu just stands there and all the temples are there. I was like, oh wow, like this is this is something. And as you said, that what you have seen in Discovery, it is actually correct. It is actually that magnificent. Wow. And the same, yeah, and the same thing in Mayas as well. Um, like we had uh, we been to Temple Four and Temple Five, which is again, you need to go to the highest um, place in um, one place in uh, Guatemala and it's all like you know like tree cladded thing like you for thousand and thousand of miles you can only see green stuff and then suddenly you see the temple just just emerging magnificently on there and you go inside that it's just oh my god it I, I just cannot tell you about that it, it is actually that magnificent and the stories are amazing when you are like listening to all the stories and you're going through that it is just just amazing yeah. it is like the discovery ones so <laughs> yeah. you, you absolutely sound that temples are not boring people think temples are definitely such not place, but i don't know how it tells me how interesting it would have been <laughs> but this is this is the thing i think this is what the inquisitive mind is about isn't it if you are interested in that i know people say like i i will give an example my mom my mom feels that temples are boring <laughs> I'm, I'm so different to my mom obviously <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, there are only stones there, but you know there are so much stories, and I think I somehow like I I feel that I I love stories. Yeah, and I think I've told you before, like when I was when I go exploring on all these places, rather than reading books, I try to connect with the local people, and they are my best friends basically. When you go and talk to them, the actual real stories, like same thing in India as well, isn't it? Like if you go and talk to the locals, they tell you the story, so you understand. Oh, okay, this is what the ritual is coming from, where the tradition is coming from, and exactly the same thing um, happened actually. Like when you go and talk to the locals 
there's so much stories they, they come come up with and you just think that okay oh my god and when you start thinking about that it is not bo- how can it be boring I, I don't understand how can it be boring <laughs> so much stories there <laughs> I think that's a very different perspective about travel yeah. and a very interesting one because um, you know people just see countries but they they do not see from this angle and how so many things are connected to each other which which oh, you yes. beautifully put it out I mean uh, I was like completely listening and was into it almost that okay there's so many things out there so that was that was a very interesting part but you know moving on before I would like to know how many countries you have been to (laughs) is there a count (laughs) yeah there is a count obviously I was not counting when I started traveling and that is not my aim like all the all the people have said that okay I want to cover all the countries that is not my aim but I want to cover all cultures that's that's my aim probably Um, but yes there is a count Uh, I've been to 27 27 87 87 oh my god that's a big number yeah (laughs) no wonder you have covered all the civilization (laughs) i'm still counting obviously (laughs) yeah okay so you know moving on since you have been to so many places 87 countries a big number i'm sure you might have met some very fascinating interesting uh, people and you must have very exciting experiences in different parts of the world so would you like to share some experiences with uh, with us uh, you know from your travels uh, yeah, of course. Uh, so I've obviously, as I said, I'm a people person and that's the most exciting part of the travel actually is to meet people and meet local people and meet people who can who you can connect to actually. Mm-hmm. And obviously bad experiences, uh, good experiences. I would not say there was any bad experiences. Well, touch wood. Um, bad in the sense, you know, not mishaps or something like that because that's the main thing I always say when you are traveling you know the two things that you need to remember is that you need to be sensible enough um, and you need to be respect respectful to the to their culture you have to be like sensible obviously as girl as a solo girl traveler you know you have to be very very careful and you know I would not just it's not a mission that I need to complete that I have to travel on my own and then just complete I do not have any mission like that I want to actually explore see the world and I would do it the best possible way and um, I would not probably travel on my own completely if I know that it is not safe or, well, safety is a very um, relative term, actually, but uh, safe in the sense if I know that there are certain restrictions there and it is probably not the right way of traveling, I would not do that. So I think I have been careful in that way. So, uh, you know, I've told you before that uh, my travel is a mixture of solo traveling and um, group traveling. And sometimes I go with friends, you know, it's it's a mixture of uh, things. So I think experiences as I said um, I've got loads and loads and experiences I don't know which one you want me to focus on the um, the good experiences like storytelling and all those kind of things has been really really great that I just find um, a local person and then just go and just connect with them and then just you know even if I'm traveling with group I just leave my group behind and then I just like okay let me just go with a with a local person and I have been to their house and then you know and they take me to so many different places and stuff like that so it it has been really really good um I think uh, I'm going to share that the the one that I probably have told you about the uh, safety one, which I was thinking, oh my God, am I doing the right thing or not? So I was somewhere in uh, the Eastern Europe in Macedonia. 
and I was uh, I was trying to uh, I was completely uh, obviously traveling on my own, and then um, I went from the city, the the uh, the, the capital, to a place called Ohrid, which is a lake city, uh, which is a lake uh, basically, and the lake is very fascinating. It seems there there was like like pre civilization. Um, lots of things were there in the, near near the lake so i was like okay that's a place that, that i would like to go so from the city to uh, go and go to orid is a local bus it's like mini buses like in india you know how we say you probably can't imagine that it happens in europe as well but it it does it's like people sitting on the top on, and stuff like that it, yeah. it was like that so i went there i just knew that this bus goes to orid because i asked somebody and somebody said okay yes this bus goes to orid so i just sat in the bus the bus doesn't say anything it's just like a minibus no one talks the language i was like great let me just try <clears throat> so i went there and then uh, the bus actually halfway the bus stopped and then i have no idea what was happening the bus actually broke like and i could imagine i'm in a rural indian place certain <laughs> kind of thing the thing is that i do not know the language i do not know the people and people are staring at me it's like okay what is this girl where is this girl come from and i just i'm just trying to say what is going on can i how can i go uh, next one so somebody somehow with sign language is telling me that okay this bus is not going anywhere you need to find something else i was like oh, like how which way there is two ways <laughs> and then somehow somebody actually helped me is to say that i i can the only thing i can say is orid that's all i can say <laughs> that orid i'm going to orid and somehow i got to the to the next bus um, somebody helped me and i was like okay definitely going to orit so they're like yeah 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 orit i was like okay fine i'll reach somewhere the thing is as long as it is not night i'm okay i was like okay i'll, I'll be somewhere <laughs> so um i got into the bus and somehow reached orit and when i reached orit i have got the map so i knew that where my hotel is so i just wanted to go to the hotel and i know it's only 10 minutes walk from the bus stop but the bus stop it's again it was like like a rural india kind of thing it just stopped on a street and there's no bus stop so my map says that from the bus stop you have to walk in one particular direction and th that this is not a bus stop because it stopped on a, on a street so i was completely confused i was like okay which way do i go so i asked so there was a person who was just loading the bus so i just asked him somehow in english whatever language i could speak uh, that you know where do i go this this place and he started explaining it to me and i i did not get a word of it <laughs> and i was like okay right this is the this, this is the bus stop on my map what is this place where am i standing on the street <clears throat> he he tried to explain and i i again i could not get so i was like okay fine where is the lake because that's i know that uh, if i start walking towards the lake then it it will happen uh, like my place will be there and he said straight away so i was like okay that's fine i i know that that's the direction i need to go and then i started walking and then he just suddenly says like okay, right come on i'll drop you that's the only thing he he could say and i was like wow this this is no no this is this is fine actually so i and it started raining a little bit so i with my with my luggage and uh, start i started walking i was like no that's fine thank you very much i'll start walking and i know the direction now i can no 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 i can't let you go on your own i will drop you and i was like and he just took my luggage and put it in his bike i was like wow this is something i was like either this is really a bad thing or a, a good thing and i through my travel actually i i learned how to trust people because the world is based on trust you know you have to trust obviously not, not too much trust but you know somehow <laughs> you need to because there are good people as well like yeah. i do not know whether i should trust or not so, and he is like putting his hand on heart as like okay trust me i'll take <laughs> you there i was like right okay and he took my luggage i was like okay let me just sit down and it's a city it's very crowded 
Mm-hmm. I don't think so. Anything is going to happen. If so, I know I'll I'll jump off or <laughs> whatever. Mm-hmm. I, just, I just I just sat on his on his bike and actually he took me to this um to this place. He dropped and found out that the place that I was living is his cousin's place. Actually, he's uh-huh. it was his cousin. And then and then he invited me for dinner. He was like, okay, now I'll I'll drop you on the way back and all those kind of things. And I was like, wow. And actually, he was very very helpful. And he on the way he was showing that these these are the places that you would like to see. This is your map. So. and he was trying to trace me actually on your map this is the place and he was trying to mark it and you know by the time he was doing that i i started trusting and i was laughing my head off in my in in the bike i was like what the hell i'm doing <laughs> and when i and when i went to the to the hotel actually i was talking to one of my friends and my and and a colleague actually she was like i'm i'm really worried about you what are you doing i was like i don't know you are just in a bike with an unknown person i was like yeah but you know the world is not that bad a place so i think i think that's that's my best experience i would say like of trusting people and i've, I've come across so many nice people um that 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 would that is a charm of travel as i said yeah that was a wonderful story and so nice of that person to you know actually help you out on an yeah. unknown place completely <laughs> well that that's another thing i found that if you're traveling on your own and you knew, obviously i can't uh, hide my indian looks first thing i found that as an indian girl you get a lot of respect when you go outside uh, obviously you have to be you know um, by yourself not by yourself in the sense you need to be yourself like you know you need to portray what you are you are just a human being in the whole world you know you know no other identity or anything like that and people do have a lot of respect uh, for indian girls and um, and i obviously i can't hide my looks and uh, that i found that that is um, advantage that i have i've got i obviously thanks to my origin and everything else <laughs> um and i think uh, and that, that's the thing i found that people are really genuinely nice actually most mostly mostly um, unless there is an agenda or something like that going on yeah now that's very nice to know so what what other stories any any stories of you know solo traveling or doing something extraordinary or you know maybe meeting some fascinated people do you have any other stories you would like fascinating people i think i'll i'll tell you a scary one as well i think i've i've told you about that um so it was not um i was not tra- well i was i was solo but i was uh, i met some uh, met a group and then we were doing that and i think it's a it's a mine one that i was I was crossing from mexico to guatemala and obviously I've heard lots of stories and you know on on the way that when we were just going on a mini bus actually i can see that people are you know with all the arms and everything else like we were just in a, in a bus and i can see that somebody is just riding a cycle uh, just a bicycle with a really like a ak47 and that and everybody was like like they, they were all um the few american and british people obviously with me and they were like jumping up and down oh my god there is an ak47 i was like okay let them be you know they're not doing anything to you it's like yeah. how can you be so calm i was like well that's their culture but like i think that's quite common and we are in mexico guatemala we are in the like deep end of things you know and that's how people live here probably and don't do anything don't give a reaction to them because that's that's rude actually yeah and then everybody was like okay oh we have to be very careful and all those kind of things and then suddenly we stopped at the border crossing and the border crossing is like a um, like a in rural indian market with chicken running around and you know cattle running around lambs sheep running around you know people selling things on the you know on the streets you know like typical indian rural market you can see uh, you can think yeah. of and I was like okay wow that, that, that is a border crossing it's like okay great so it's just just like a um 
it's not there is no nothing called border or anything like that there's like a shop kind of thing then you just have to wait outside and when the person will come they will just stamp it and then you just walk across okay. across the border and then just get another bus so it's like okay so we were just waiting around and we were just watching people because there was some fascinating stuff going on there and people were with gold cladded thing with some you know with all these ak-47s and i do not even know the names of all those big guns and everything else and yeah. suddenly we spotted someone who had probably all golden teeth in the front of it and then like the the golden uh, like actual gold um you know necklaces and all like like proper i was like wow this person looked a little bit weird and like everybody was saying that he must be a really big gangster and he was he suddenly turned and we can we could see that there are like at least 10 guns hanging around on his back and oh. with all the swords and stuff like that like a variety of knives and store uh, swords and all these guns hanging around and obviously and then he he he's just staring at us because obviously we were all foreigners there like only seven of us were there and he was obviously completely staring at us and then just looking around us walking and coming towards us i was like oh my god this is really nice and me and my one of my friends like okay we need a picture with this guy <laughs> and i was like how like how dare you like how can you do that i was like well he should not know that we are taking picture but we definitely want to have a picture with him yeah. and then <clears throat> we were just walking around the shops and I was like, uh, we were trying to get close to, not close, basically bringing him into the frame and somehow we just, we were doing that and he he knew it, he knew we were doing it. and he just went to a, to a shop and he picked up a really big gun and he's standing with a gun like that. I was like, this is a nice pose, but I do not know where I, I can go any closer to him in this condition, but somehow we were trying to frame him and we, we took a picture actually with him in the background he was a little bit blurry but then he's, he, he he knew it that we were doing it and then he started coming to us and started smiling and you know he, he actually wanted to talk to us but by the time we was like okay no no this is this is too scary actually we should not do it get near to him but I think that was a very scary one at one point I was like oh my god he knew that we have we have clicked him now now he's going to kill us and all this kind of thing yeah he, oh, might, he must be worried are they going to give the pictures to some policeman or anything I, I think he was thinking of killing us I was like, I was like <laughs> if, you, if you take the picture you're not going out of this this village whatever you are <laughs> wow, that was he was nice. not worried I think we should have been worried <laughs> yeah right I think that was uh, like quite close to scary and yeah <laughs> encountering some, something like that Oh, wow that was that was a nice experience so i think this was uh, like these stories make so much for the travel you know i mean a uh, lot of people travel for these stories that you meet yeah. so many new people and you have so amazing experiences that you know it's it's cherished for all the lifetime that you know yeah. like right yeah. now we're talking and you you are i'm sure you would would be having some pictures in your head with all <laughs> everything which has happened and it it would have been like a story going on in your mind it is yeah it is yeah it just comes like all those this flashbacks actually i'm getting all those flashbacks <laughs> yeah <laughs> okay so uh, this brings us to the end of our talk and i would say it was 
so exciting and uh, so 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 much fascinating stories coming out from you and listening to it i had a really gala time listening to all the stories and all the civilizations and a very different aspect of travel so thank you so much for coming on dastai rahi it was such a pleasure to have you sushma yeah, thank you for having me and uh, giving me the option to sharing my my stories actually they have got so much stories it's i, I hope that you, I, i'll get people inspired to do this as well Absolutely absolutely thank you so much take care bye bye bye